live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Nick Strawn. Vigo, Deacon, and Vladislav are vampires who are finding that modern life has them struggling with the mundane, like paying rent, keeping up with the chore wheel, and trying to get into nightclubs, and overcoming <laughs> flatmate conflicts. I don't think I have to say that I really like this one. <laughs> you, don't, you, you, you don't have to say that? I actually was trying to throw you off with the saying, wow. Yeah, but I know better. It's, this, is right, this is right up our alley. I and mean, I don't think that IMDb's, they, the people that are rated it on here are 7.6, are no, they out not, of their minds? They're not generous enough. Are they out of their minds? Of course, my, one of my favorite books is Dracula. Right. And I love Nosferatu and all that stuff, so... Maybe it's too close to our hearts. The makeup, the makeup on Nosferatu, and, the Peter and, guy, and, Peter? yeah, Peter, and, and, and his whole, and th- the way that he is the ultimate bad guy right. through the whole thing. I mean, the thing is, is he's the one that brought everybody in. Yes, and it's like you know, he's eight thousand years old. It's like I should be pissed off at Peter, but he bit me. Right, but he <laughs> bit me. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like uh, he's the one that killed me, and I should be pissed off at him. But I kind of like the guy. <laughs> yes, he's just. <laughs> Oh, I saw. Actually, I did take one note. I don't remember where I wrote, put it down, but like, there was some like uh, I don't know. We were watching this on Amazon Prime, right? And I don't know if you've ever experimented with that little feature on there where you can read trivia things. No, no. Well, one of them was like they shot two hundred forty-five hours of this movie, and they they shot it, they cut it down to ninety minutes. That was what, <laughs> that was what amazed me, and then most of it was imp- improvisational. So, oh, I, I could totally see that. It was like totally like Spinal Tap with vampires. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's what I loved about it. Spinal Tap. I love that movie. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, is I can see them doing that and and, and doing lines over and over again right. and changing them as they go because they had so much great, so many great lines that seemed so organic to the. <laughs> To the nature. There's some lines that they delivered that you would think they would make them laugh, but right, they, they never were broke. deadpan, like never laughed. <laughs> There's one about bugs that I remember, and I don't, I don't remember the exact line, but I was waiting for the other guy to laugh. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the other weird thing about it is how good the effects were. I mean, <laughs> the fight scenes, the fight were, scenes where they start riding, fly, they start flying around and stuff. It's like holy crap, vampire fight. And and even when we're looking into the one guy's room and he shuts the door and he opens it back up and he's just standing there. It's like you couldn't tell when you were seen. It looked like you were like uh, in an airplane, like a half a mile above an orgy is exactly what it was. (laughs) Right. That that was awesome. And then all of a sudden he's just standing there. Close the door and he said, what? (laughs) What do you want? (laughs) And then they're getting amped up to go out to party. And then the, they, they cut to this, like, they're just sitting there in the car. Yeah, it was, like, perfect. Sitting, <laughs> it, it was, it was, there was, like, the boredom factor, you know? And, and uh, it, it, they did such a good job with so many of the the tropes, you yes. know, that they can't go out clubbing because because they have to be asked in. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did a great job of uh, doing the research, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was yeah. It was pretty funny how they uh, they got invited to the club that was like the most boring one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. Uh, I don't know. I liked all the guys, but I really liked the kind of dandy one. The, that's yeah. Like, that proper yeah. guy. He was. <laughs> and then, he had to like, put newspapers down. <laughs> the girl was right. just sitting there like, what, what is going on? <laughs> and and the blood everywhere. <laughs> 
And then the girl that was the servant that was trying to keep everything cleaned up. I don't know. The whole thing was great about this. I don't really have any problems it, with there this was, Oh, there were no problems to have. It was I shot mean, like a documentary. I, it, yeah, it was shot like a documentary. Uh, there it, was some real world stuff, like where they're talking to the camera, or like Big Brother, where they're talking right, to the camera. Right, yeah. You know, it's like... Confessing. Kind of like the confessing I thing. I did have one question that was an issue for me, but... Whatever. Well, you know what you know what they also had though is is they is there was a certain sweetness that ran through it that that was they cared about each other. Yeah, they they all cared about each other. And (laughs) And uh, then the guy, the human that was there, their friend Stu. That's right, Stu. (laughs) (laughs) He's okay. We're not going to eat them. They had to make a pack not to eat them. That's (laughs) right. He was like the most boring guy. Right, he's the most boring guy, and everybody just loves him. You know, (laughs) he he goes to the party and. Oh, yeah, and the scene... Uh, the party I, scene I was great. I can't say, but the scene... Yeah. Stu's involvement in the uh, in the party scene <laughs> yes. was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, just hilarious. I like the shot where, where they're dancing, and they show Stu and a zombie, and they're like, they're the only ones you can see in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they do this pan off, and there's just the two of them standing there. <laughs> but no, but, but my problem was Nick. When Nick got... Turned into a vampire by Peter or whatever it was. Right. How did they, they had it like the film crew was documenting that, the transition. I'm like, well, the film crew wouldn't have been there. Right, right. (laughs) I think they should have shot it differently or something. Like, yeah, I don't know. I I love the fact that when they're getting dressed, that they're doing drawings of each other (laughs) so they can see what they look like. See what they look like (laughs) because they have a, because they don't have mirrors. They can't see in the mirrors. And, and the house is so disgusting. It's just, you, you know, it's funny because at first it had that that disgusting element of of like any roommate house, you know, because roommate houses are always like that. <laughs> and then discussion about dishes. Yeah, and then then you pile the dishes on top of it. Yeah, it's so good. So and they good. said the we have to clean the bloody dishes. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Um, I have all kinds of notes here. <laughs> and uh, uh, just a couple of great lines out of it. We are the bait, but also the trap. <laughs> <laughs> what about the line about the pedophiles to the little girls? What are you doing tonight? <laughs> You're going to kill some perverts? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, we're going to kill some pedophiles. Cool. Werewolves? No swearwolves. <laughs> Bat fight. Okay, this well, IBDB says 125 hours, but Amazon said 250 hours. Well, so. there you go. You know. Oh, it and took almost a year to cut it down, though. That was the interesting thing. Yeah, I can so imagine. Can you imagine? Like, I want to see some of the footage that they cut out. Uh, that's how much I like this one. Yeah, really. Yeah, no, really. <laughs> they probably they could make three movies out of it. Um. I love the coffin jerking up and down. <laughs> Did you know that the guy that played Stu? I'm just finding this information really interesting. Yeah. The guy that played Stu is actually not an actor. He's a part-time business analyst for the Wellington Company. But which is perfect because that's what he was. That's, <laughs> he that's was. what he said. He was a business analyst. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and the fire gag. That was great. That was great yeah. yeah, it was really. Yeah, it was super intense. It, you know, it, it actually that physically was amazing. Yeah. hurt me when I looked down. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> he came with a vase of water. Yeah, with the vase, the little vase of water. <laughs> oh, and one thing that I wanted you to definitely to have noticed is that they used quite often in that revolving room. You know. It oh was, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, I, I've been involved. When they were on the ceiling and everything, they had to do right. that, right? It's not an yeah. easy gag to do. Yeah. A revolving room is a bitch. And that was a really square and small room, wasn't it? Or was I well, just no, it they used they they redressed it a couple of times because they used it in the kitchen and then mm-hmm. they used it in the hallway. But it seems small. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, would that be harder to like maneuver around a, a small room? Because the one that I'm thinking of, like an electric boogaloo, and right, right, was a little bit bigger. Uh, it was not very Maybe big. Not. It was not very big at all. No, no. The the one on electric because where he dances across it seems like it's a lot longer than this one. Well, was. that's the same one. That is the same room as uh, was used in Nightmare on Elm Street. Right. The same room. So <clears throat> it's pretty limited. You know, you, you, you have to remember this, that uh, you're not seeing, you're, you're tending not to see the fourth wall. Right. Right? So, yeah. so the fourth wall can kind of limit, you know, how you see what's going on. So, uh, but they're pretty small. Yeah. Well, I thought I thought those scenes were amazing, though. <laughs> oh yeah, especially I, when they were fighting, like the oh, Nick and God. the other guy. Especially the first time they rose up, they, they just like kind of like it looked like a cat, like a, <laughs> you know what it looked like it looked like a cat fight where all of a sudden the two cats just rose up into the air. You know, it was like wow, how weird, that how was flawless. bizarre was it when they were hissing at each other? <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, man, and 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 such a good job in sound because. Every once in a while, all of a sudden, the sound would come really loud on your right or left, and 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 kind of um, just be really frightening. You know, that was one thing that was interesting about this is you should be laughing all the way through it, but some of the visuals were frightening. Right? Yeah, and I like the werewolves and the the main werewolf. Oh, the, I, the main werewolf I've seen before, and I, I can't yeah. place him. The redhead guy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they were very they're funny. Like roving gangs, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> roving gangs. Uh, man, it was good, great. The music was perfect too. It was very, um, very. Uh, seemed like it would have r- Renaissance. <laughs> yeah. Kind of, yeah, definitely. Kind of a Renaissance kind of feel going to the music. Uh, like Victorian. Yeah, Victorian stuff. Well, they're dressed like that a lot. <laughs> And Stu brings them into the computer age. I like how the youngest one was 86 or, yeah. or no, 196 years 196, old. 196, yeah. <laughs> Until Nick came along. <laughs> what I loved that there, there was like an element that was such a, a true New Zealand element was th- that they were all going off to the, the party and it was held in the bowling club. <laughs> Did you notice that? Yeah. And all, all the mirror shots were just great. Oh, and, and and rapping with the Victrola. That, that was so funny. That was just great. Um, there so, was a there was another thing I saw interesting on here was uh, obviously I, don't, I just know everything. No, the hill where the vampires had yeah. the run in with the werewolves for the first time. Right, it's the same hill that they use in Lord of the Rings, where Frodo and the hobbits are running and hiding from the Black Rider in the, under the tree roots. See now, why did you have to ruin that for me? I don't know. I just had to do it. No. And then I also read that they, you know, they actually shot that in the town. Right. So they didn't really change anything. They just shot it in downtown <laughs> in Wellington. Uh, Which yeah. you know more about Wellington than I do. So. Yeah. Well, Wellington kind of looks, uh, Wellington has uh, the look of San Francisco. I mean, you could shoot uh, Wellington for uh, 
60s or 70s uh, San Francisco, probably even huh. turn of the century, huh. you know, San Francisco. Absolutely. Huh. Yeah, it totally has that look. Turn know, of the century, which century? Because, like, I'm thinking of 2000. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, anyway, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that other century, you remember You remember that. Um, I don't, but... Yeah, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Vlad the poker. Vlad the <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I liked him a lot too. He was just so, I don't know, the way he talked was just hilarious. I don't know. If he could say anything, it would be funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, oh, the, the, but, but I had the, the Nosferatu guy. Yeah. <laughs> did such, such a good job uh, of uh, just looking super creepy. I mean, <laughs> and moving his head just. Just a little bit, you know. Yeah, it was wonderful. Wonderful. It was. It was wonderful. I don't know. Then of course, wonderful. the one mistake they made was that the youngest one went around bragging about being a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was that was the mistake. Yeah, yeah. That was a huge plot turn right there. Yeah, it was, and, and, and it, it changed it, everything. It, it it did, and it brought the um um who who was the vampire hunter? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But it changed everything in the whole group. It did. Yeah. It did. Yeah. In, in, in a and poor Stu. Yeah. Poor. <laughs> but Stu ended up in a good place, I think. Yes, I think that he did. Yeah. Yeah. But but that. Yeah. And actually, it brought so it actually ended up in a good way. It brought everybody it brought people together. together. Yes, that's right. Yeah. I so I, I, I think anybody who likes Spinal Tap. The only, oh, yeah. That's the only thing that's missing in this are the people that were in Spinal Tap. Yeah, that's this. right. <laughs> that would have made it so much better. <laughs> See, I'm I'm gonna give this a four. Yeah. I, I think I, I'm actually right there with you. Four much. coffins. Yeah. Four coffins. Four coffins. Yeah, four coffins. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm I'm exactly I think we're both on the same page with this one for sure. You know, I I, I uh we we're we're getting into this one and, and we're doing another New Zealand film. Yes. In in around this week also. Yeah. And it made me think of uh of driving yes. in New Zealand. And uh oh. yeah. Driving in New Zealand is, is interesting. So uh do we ever talk about that one's gonna be? So at some point we're gonna talk about Peter Jackson's. Is it his is it his first film or his it's one of his early films? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's uh, his first one. It's bad taste. Well it's his first I think it's his first commercial. One, I'm almost sure of it. Yeah, 1987. Yeah, that's coming up soon. That's coming up soon. I can't wait. I'm gonna go watch it. But um, did you want to hear a story about driving in New Zealand? Story time. Story time. It's story time with Mick. 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 After I had gotten my license, uh, we, we had a director that came back a couple of times. Uh, his name was Bill. That's yeah, something anyway. Uh, uh, he came back a couple of times. And when he came back the third time, he said, screw it. I'm not going to have people driving me around anymore. I'm going to drive. And so uh, you don't have to have a license to drive there. I mean, you, you can, you know, but. But it is interesting. So, so I said, so he asked me, you know, for some tips. And I said, well, 
said, Here, here's what you got to remember. First of all, put a sign up with a piece of tape on the top of the windshield and write curb on it this way so that you know which way the curb is. Right. Okay. That's, that's, that's important because you need, you need something that immediately is going to hit you when you're going down the road as to, you know, like where the curb is supposed to be. I said, but here's the biggest secret. If you're going down the road and you're out on, you know, it has a lot of like really scenic routes that go between sheep farms and, and out into the foliage and stuff. I said, if you're out on one of those roads driving to the set and a song comes on the radio and it's like a foreigner song or something, something and you start, yeah, you start rocking out and you start, you know, really, really singing. Like Urgent know? or something? Like what? Urgent. <laughs> No, yeah, no. Birds, yeah. <laughs> not the ballad. Not the ballad. No, no. not the ballad. One of one, one of the rock songs. And you're singing out loud. I want to know what love is. Or right. No, not that. I want to know what love is. <laughs> yeah. And you're singing along, and you're banging on the string and stuff. Like this. If that happens, get back on the right side of the road. <laughs> and he laughs, and he thinks that's really funny. I said, Yeah, okay. Just remember my words. So two weeks later, he gets the set and he goes, oh, my God, Mick. He says, I swear I was coming to work and I'm, I was coming down Waranga Road and out there and uh, this tune came on the radio and I turned the radio up and I started to sing at the, and I started to sing at the top of my <laughs> I started to sing and da, 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 da. I was getting really, really happy. And I'm not kidding. I thought about what you said. And I looked up. And there's a truck <laughs> in my lane. And I put it together with what you said. And I realized that I'm on the wrong side of the road. <laughs> I pulled back over to the side of the road. And I just almost slammed into this truck on the way here. And he goes, thanks so much. I go... Yeah, because you know what it is, right? It's it's you've been driving on the on the side since you were sixteen, you know. And this guy was probably about fifty then. And uh, you've been doing that for that many years, and and all of a sudden you're on the wrong side of the road, and every all the time that you're doing it, every cell of your body is going <laughs> right. And the wow, thing that is, was scary. is <laughs> how'd you do that? I have no idea. <laughs> the thing is, is you have to realize that all the cells in your body are trying to tell you to get back on the right side of the road. And you're going to have to get used to it and be that way. Because in all the time I was there, I was there for a year and a half. In all the time I was there, never at any point was I ever comfortable driving down the road unless I was back on the wrong side of the road. Mm -hmm. And, and that's how I knew, after a while, that's how you knew that you were doing it right is because it felt so wrong. Aren't you in the wrong side of the car, too? Yeah, Doesn't you are. Does that help a little right. bit? Does it help? Yeah. No, not at all. No? No. God, you would think. <laughs> I would think so. <laughs> yeah, you would think. It doesn't at all. Huh. No. No, it, it feels totally foreign. And it has to remain feeling totally foreign because every time, every time it doesn't, you're screwing up. 
Yes. Right? You got to watch and, out for those lorries. <laughs> yes, that's right. And I remember that when I got back back into the United States and my daughter w- was there and um and she naturally, I mean she was just barely 17 I think. She naturally threw me threw me the keys to the car and I get in the car and I go down and and I'm right at like one of the biggest intersections of the world right by the airport and all of a sudden I I I didn't know where I was supposed to be on the road. I was completely confused because I I couldn't decide whether I wanted to feel good about it or bad about it and I just turned right into the wrong lane and then freaked out and just absolutely stopped and just sat there for a while and then finally you know everybody's honking at me and I finally turned to Kelly and I says Kelly point at the lane that I should be in <laughs> just just point at and she goes I don't know just point just point where I got to go and and then I went down the road and then I pulled into a uh, supermarket uh, parking lot and I gave her the keys back. <laughs> right. <clears throat> wow. I didn't think it was going to be the challenge that it was. And that's why I'm terrified to ride with you. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been a horrible driver ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, though, you're a pretty good driver. Yeah. I'll give you that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been. So it's I've that been, race car you drive. It's, <laughs> That's what scares me. <laughs> uh, a hot Ford. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Um. Yeah. So. Um, yep. I, we rated wait. it. We actually rated that one. We did. Usually we forget. We're. Yeah. I think. Are we done? And that was a really. That was good. Yes. Are, are, are we on the right side of the road? I think so. Or are we on the left side of the road? I guess we're going to find out eventually. This is Kurt Thomas along with Mick Strong. Thank you for listening to the Dream Warrior Review. If you have any questions or just have feedback for our show, we welcome them at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. As always, please follow us and tell your friends about us, too.